It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio KCW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, May 5th. I'm Meredith Reddick with Raven News. Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings announced Tuesday that it's donating $10 million across six Alaska port towns, Ketchikan, Juneau, Huna, Sitka, Skagway, and Seward. In a written announcement, NCL Holdings says it's making the donation offers directly to each port community to provide humanitarian relief from the ongoing cruise suspension. The announcement didn't include the specific dollar figures for each community, and a company representative could not immediately be reached for comment. But the Sitka Assembly took action last week to accept an offer for $1 million, and Juno City Manager Rory Watt says the capital city will be offered $2 million. I'm just taking it as a just sincere, good faith effort to try to be helpful. And, you know, I think it gets really good symbolic value for them as well. Watt says NCL officials began discussing the donations with him in the fall, well before news broke that some locals were trying to limit cruise ship traffic in Juneau through ballot initiatives. Watt says there are no strings attached, but just like Sitka, the Juno Assembly will have to accept the money. The cruise industry as a whole has been mostly unable to sail during the pandemic, but pandemic aside, NCL has been making big infrastructure investments in southeast Alaska, including in Huna, Ketchikan, and Juneau. You know, they're definitely taking the long view, and they're trying to develop a system. The holding company operates Norwegian Cruise Line, Oceana Cruises, and Regent Seven Seas Cruises. The company says it is working through the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's process to resume cruises by July 4. It says mandatory vaccinations of all guests and crew are the cornerstone of its plan. One man was arrested following a car accident early Tuesday morning on Halibut Point Road. Sitka Police Department spokesperson Serena Wild said a man allegedly hit an unoccupied Dodge Dakota and then reported the accident to police just after 4 in the morning. The fire department and the police responded. The man had been driving a 1996 red Volvo that didn't belong to him. Wild said the owner of the vehicle had left the keys inside but hadn't given permission to drive it. The man was taken to Mount Edgecombe Medical Center where he was medically cleared. Officers arrested him for driving under the influence. Wilde said she didn't know if additional charges would be filed, and no one else was involved in the accident. The locals who want to limit cruise ship traffic in Juneau can begin collecting signatures to get their three proposals onto the next municipal election ballot. KTOO's Jeremy Shea went to City Hall on Monday when the lead sponsor picked up the official signature booklets. Carla Hart is leading the push to limit the cruise industry in Juneau. May I borrow this hand truck? I was going to say, let's walk yeah. the hand truck out. Thank you. City Clerk Beth McEwen helped deliver 225 official signature gathering booklets to Hart's Honda Hatchback outside City Hall. Volunteer Steve Crawl got the first few booklets. You can be number one, eh, Steve? Oh boy, that's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great thing for somebody who doesn't like talking to people to be doing. Well, you could be number two <laughs> if you want. Hart says that sentiment is pretty common among the volunteers. A lot of people who do this, including myself, are driven by our passion, but it's not necessarily in our nature, walking out and talking to lots of people. Right. If they support these limits, it's in part because they're not into big crowds. Hart is proposing three amendments to the city's charter targeting cruise ships. 
One would make Juno off limits to them between 7 p.m. and 7 a.m. One would ban them on Saturdays. And one would ban ships over a certain size beginning in 2026. If all three were in effect next year, the local opposition group Protect Juno's Future has roughly estimated they would cut passenger visits to Juno to a quarter of what's expected. The group says the lost cruise ship traffic would have ripple effects beyond the visitor industry, including lost tax revenue that pays for city services the entire community benefits from. Hart says the lost passenger estimate assumes the cruise lines wouldn't rotate in smaller ships, and that cruise lines with smaller ships wouldn't fill openings the bigger ships give up. Hart says it also assumes sudden changes, but if voters approve the size limit, it wouldn't take effect until 2026. Their, their job is to make the sky fall, and, or to make it appear that the sky will fall. Um, I don't believe that it will. For each of the three proposed ballot questions, Hart and her volunteers will need to get nearly 3,000 qualified signatures by June 2nd. To be valid, a signature must be from someone registered to vote who's lived in Juneau for at least 30 days before signing. The questions could appear on ballots in the next regular municipal election on October 5th. In Juneau, I'm Jeremy Shea. One of Skagway's largest employers is working towards energy independence. Alaska Excursions is working on building its own hydroelectric facility to end its reliance on diesel at its main tour complex in neighboring Dai. KHNS's Mike Swayze reports. There are maybe 40 or so residents in Dai, a valley community just west of Skagway. Most get their power and utilities from Alaska Power and Telephone. Alaska Excursions, recently rebranded as Alaska X, is one of only a handful of businesses in Dai, but isn't connected to the grid. National Park Service land between its tour complex and the power lines make running electricity out there untenable. In order to power their gift shop, cafe, and tour facilities, the company's owner, Robert Murphy, relies on a diesel generator. Four years ago, in an effort to go green, Murphy started the process of harnessing the natural power of Nelson Creek that runs through his property. We're burning a lot of diesel. And, and uh, when we've got this clean energy and this possibility here, it just makes the best sense. They're not damming the creek. Instead, water will plummet downhill 2,900 feet through a 10-inch diameter pipe and into a turbine. At the bottom of the pipe, the water will be squeezed into one-inch jets to increase the concentration of the flow so that it will hit the turbine at a pressure of 160 pounds per square inch and generate 60 kilowatts of electricity. After the water spins the turbine, it will be released back into Nelson Creek just above the salmon habitat area. Visitors to the camp will be able to access a platform to view one of the waterfalls and the hydroelectric turbine. We'll have a big viewing window so you can actually see the hydro working and they can see how, it, how much water it's um, using and how, and how much power and everything's going to be lit up based on that and then they'll walk back through here and cross a little footbridge. Murphy says the amount of water that will be diverted won't interfere with the beauty of the waterfalls Nelson Creek is known for. The plans say it will reduce the flow of the creek by about one-tenth. He hopes to have most of the work on the hydro system done by this fall, with a rollout of hydropower for his buildings targeted for next spring. It's not just the buildings that Murphy is hoping to power with this new hydroelectric source. It's all of the vehicles that transport guests and staff around the mountainous terrain daily. 
He plans to purchase electric all-terrain vehicles, but the effort to fit his Unimogs with electric vehicle technology will take more time. Our uh, head mechanic, Luke Rauscher, is working on a uh, design actually from SpaceX and, and Tesla and Elon Musk, which uh, you can adapt an electric drive motor right to your existing transfer case. Murphy thinks the vehicles will get a boost in horsepower from the conversion. In the future, he hopes to be able to work with the municipality of Skagway to provide power to a vehicle charging station in Dai for his transport buses and the general public. He says the project isn't just about his business's bottom line. We could be burning these diesel generators for 50 years and have two or three of them um, for the money that it costs us to do this, but there's a lot more opportunity with this. If we end up putting all these charging stations in here. The project has received permits from the Alaska Department of Fish and Game and is currently in a public comment period through the State Department of Natural Resources through June 1st. Reporting from Skagway, I'm Mike Swayze. Organizers have rescheduled a Native Youth Olympics event in Ketchikan after the initial Southern Regional Games were postponed because of a COVID-19 outbreak at the high school. The Native Youth Olympics traditional games consist of 10 events inspired by the hunting and survival skills of the state's Indigenous people. The Alaska Heritage Institute organizes the games in Southeast Alaska. The games were originally scheduled for this past weekend at Ketchikan High School. They were postponed after several attendees at a school-sponsored wrestling tournament tested positive for COVID-19, briefly shuttering the school. SHI says it has rescheduled the Southern Games for Saturday and Sunday, May 22nd and 23rd in Ketchikan. The Northern Regional Games are set to take place this weekend in Juneau. Organizers say all competitors will be screened and tested prior and during the competitions. Masks will be required. Spectators are not allowed to attend in person due to COVID-19 precautions, but the games can be live-streamed at sealaskaheritage.org. Taking a look at Sitka's community calendar for today. Today at noon, the Sitka Sound Science Center's Scientist-in-Residency Fellow, Max Eisenberg, presents a brown bag lunch on social science and how it informs natural resource work. That's virtually at noon. A free back-to-biking workshop is 5.30 p.m. today, starting at the Salty Spoke Bike Co-op. The Sitka Library Commission meets 6 p.m. today at Harrigan Centennial Hall. The Sitka School Board meets 6 p.m. today at Harrigan Centennial Hall. The Sitka Planning Commission meets 7 p.m. today at Harrigan Centennial Hall. And Trivial Minds, a pub quiz and trivia game, is played 7 p.m. tonight at Mean Queen. I'm Meredith Reddick, and this has been Raven News.